0: Welcome, everybody, to the Raleigh Knows Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Today, with me, we have...
1: Me, Daniela.
0: Daniela. So, we have Daniela. Um, so, so, for the people that are listening or watching uh, that don't know who Daniela is, uh, you want to speak a little bit more about yourself? Like, maybe what you do? Um, like, so people can actually know who you are and stuff.
1: So... My name is Daniela, but I go by Danny. Um, So either one is cool with me. Uh, I was born in Mexico City. Okay. Represents all my people from La Ciudad de Mexico. It's very rare to meet people from there. I feel like everybody's from like Guadalajara or like from Jalisco. So shout out to all my people from La Ciudad de Mexico. Uh, I was pretty much raised here all my life. I came here when I was four and I never left. How old are you now? I am 25. I'm a quarter of a century. Yeah,
0: you're pretty old. (laughs)
1: I'm not that old. I'm at my peak, like Bad Bunny says.
0: <laughs> I love that song, by the way. But, okay, so being that being said, okay, so 25, you feel like that's a good age. Do you feel 25?
1: Absolutely. I feel like I feel young enough but not old enough. So I, I feel like yeah, that's what 25 is all about. Like, you're yeah. not too old, but you're not... A 20 year old either so right
0: you know the reason why i asked that is because when i was 21 i felt 21 like i'm like bro this is lit. like i <laughs> finally feel like i'm at that age i'm supposed to be and then now i'm 27 mm, um old. yeah i'm old uh but i don't feel 27 like i feel like i'm too i'm still like 21 i feel that. but but in like other stuff like mm-hmm. just age like I, I feel like i have matured and all mm-hmm. that but that's what i mean by that like why, what do you mean
1: i feel like I'm mature when it comes to like bills and work and responsibilities, but when the sun goes down, I'm 21 all over again. <laughs> okay. See, that's a good answer. I like to go out and really enjoy my twenties because I just, this wise lady once told me, she's like, you are at your prime right now. You will never get to relive what you're living right now. You have no responsibilities, meaning you have no children. I don't even have a dog. I don't have man. I am just me, myself and I, and I do whatever I want every day. So Damn. I really am living my best wow. life <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: That's the wrong one. Okay, that's actually a really good answer I feel like uh, people should like be happy And kind of own up to the responsibility Because you are right We are getting older mm-hmm. And we need to man up to certain things
1: Yeah, I know it's, It sneaks up on you One day you're 21 clubbing And the next day you're you have rent and bills <laughs> And you have to pay for car insurance Which is a lot and you think that when you turn twenty five, it's gonna go down, and it doesn't. It, d- it goes down by a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I thought I was gonna get a whole ass discount.
0: <laughs> I know, right? All right. So, um, where where did exactly? Okay, you're from the fa hmm Uh, you're both you're, both your parents are Mexican, right? Yes. So you're Mexican.
1: Mm-hmm. Fully.
0: Um, listen, well, so what else can we know about you? What month were you born in?
1: I was born in January
0: you're aquarius i
1: am an aquarius i'm
0: aquarius too but i was born in february
1: i know you're a february aquarius what does that we're mean different.
0: though I, I don't i don't really understand
1: You know, honestly i don't really know either okay good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> know <that laughs> we're both in different months but we still represent the same sign
0: that's awesome <laughs> all right so um where exactly did we meet
1: so you and i met at bardo yeah bardo shout, shout out to aria uh, you were a cook and I was a hostess and we worked there. I worked there for about two years almost. Right, I was there for, there for five. Yeah, you were there longer. I was there for five. But uh, I remember going in the kitchen and being like, Raul, get me some food. I'm hungry. <laughs> i like, I'm hungry. i be like, no, nah, I can't do anything for you today. I'd be like, come on, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, like, Okay, okay, let me see what I can do. The
0: easiest thing you is bread and butter here. I know. <laughs> I
1: literally lived off bread and butter for those, uh, like, six-hour shifts <laughs> it, was, it was
0: so fun uh but yeah so i being that i met you at in the hosp- hospitality environment mm-hmm. um we later kind of touched what well, reconnected in college
1: yeah we both studied hospitality
0: Hospitality. Mm-hmm. so we both went to unlv mm-hmm. how was your uh time in unlv what you so you studied UN uh, hospitality mm-hmm. um how was your time there
1: it was good it was uh i was at unlv for four years and it was a lot of it felt like i was finally in college i went i did csm which was community college for two years which felt weird it was you just go to class you get in your car and you leave then i got to unlv and it was a whole different story it felt like i was in a movie almost because (laughs) i joined a sorority and i was in greek life and i was partying it up and you know going to school so it was really fun i really enjoyed my years at unlv and i honestly feel like i'm gonna remember them for the rest of my life um but school is hard i'm not a schoolgirl. i was not your typical a plus student i struggled <laughs> so no.
0: believe me when i when i tell you that i struggled as well and it was mostly because well you worked too mm-hmm. and and you, were you working like part-time or full-time no,
1: i always worked full-time, full-time and i was always a student full-time. yeah so
0: kudos to you um mm-hmm. i know how it is because i did the same thing and and when you say that like it's very difficult because you don't have enough time to study and obviously we're, we're mm-hmm. kids at the time oh, yeah. so we're trying to have fun have a social life and being like probably a relationship if you're in one mm-hmm. but um anything that you take away from going to college that you could just tell the listeners that maybe like uh, the way that you connected with people that you're always gonna like know forever or like the networking that you did that if it still like applies to you today like do you still talk to people that kind of help you with your business or Mm -hmm. with you being the way you are
1: yeah i feel like honestly the best advice i could give people is just be yourself because i was myself 110 percent, and that's how i was able to network with people Mm -hmm. and i know quite a few people just because of i'm very social and i'm not shy and i just feel like it's very important for if you want to network and eventually expand your business, you got to network and you're going to have some social skills. So I feel like I learned that as soon as I hit college, I was very shy growing up. And then once college hit, I feel like I blossomed. And because of that, um, because I made so many connections in college, most probably 90% of my clientele right now are people that I met in college. Oh, wow. So it's, I think social skills are very important and make those connections and, just put yourself out there and don't be shy and just say hello to the person next to you. You never know what that person could do for you.
0: Exactly, or what you could do for them mm-hmm. or vice versa. But I remember, like, uh, you you left. Like, you're at Bardot for, like, two years, mm-hmm. and then you left. Where did you go? Like, you You were still at Aria, but where'd you go? Yeah,
1: so I went right downstairs to the Aria Wedding Chapel, and I was there oh, for wow. another two years. So
0: Were, were you happy there? Like, oh, is that I, what you wanted to do?
1: Yes, yeah, so at the moment, at that time, I was studying at UNLV, studying hospitality with a concentration in meetings and events. So I was like, okay, I wanna do something that has to do with events. So I applied at the wedding chapel. I thought it seemed interesting. I got the position as the admin. So the admin position was pretty much slash receptionist slash assistant. So I would help with the weddings. I would help with contracts, all the paperwork, all the boring stuff I did, but I absolutely loved it because a typical Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for me was somebody's most important day of their life which was yeah. their wedding yeah. so it was very fun and it was I got to experience some cool things and be just being a part of somebody's like biggest day of their life is like really cool but it's also a lot of pressure because yeah. You, what can't if mess I, anything up. yeah you can't mess anything up to me I'm just going into work nine to five and I may be tired that day <laughs> I don't know and that person may want a million things and you have to do it and you have to put a smile on your face and even though the bride may be going crazy you just have to push through and then after those eight hours i'm like that was exhausting and it was just tuesday
0: so (laughs) so your day will will go by pretty quickly
1: it did some days we had slow days of course there was slow season where people don't get married as often in december so december was always a slow month um but then like october oh my god there was chaos so many weddings a day i think the most we were able to do was about six weddings in one day and they were always back to back okay and it was running in heels and then this wedding was at the chapel and the other wedding was at the pool and then they had a reception at bardot so i was all over the entire property and it was chaotic sometimes
0: (laughs) that sounds like almost like what people would explain i mean it's kind of like overwhelming to say but like a dream job in a sense right because mm-hmm. like you're at where you kind of want to be at but you have room to grow mm-hmm. and it's kind of difficult to get into but you're in it but um one thing i did want to ask you is it true that kobe bryant's uh sister worked there like did she work at the wedding
1: thing? did she i don't know i wish i could know oh, okay I never, I, so it was yeah. probably it's probably uh, no, no, I want to probably the
0: wrong place <laughs> no uh,
1: i'm curious about that <laughs>
0: So, OK, so being that okay, did, you graduated from, you know, V2, right?
1: Yes, I did. I graduated in fall of 2019. So not too long ago, but I did it.
0: Um, how, how was that? Like, how would you feel? Uh, was there a sense of accomplishment, a uh, sense of relief? Like, wh- it what's was going
1: on? honestly, I thought it was going to be all of those things. And then I woke up and our graduation was on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. And it was kind and it was in the winter so it wasn't really what i thought it was gonna be i felt like i had higher hopes and it just the day was kind of weird but i definitely enjoyed it um i definitely felt like i had been waiting for that day my whole life um it was definitely a sense of accomplishment though because my grandma was able to fly out from mexico so just seeing her after i walked was just amazing i was like oh my god it was all worth it like this is the moment right here
0: all right backing up a little bit did you Drink at the Tropicana
1: Garage. I did. I did too. I did too. I mean, how could you not? Right. So,
0: for people that are listening that that don't know, like when you graduate at UNLV, it's I'm guessing it's tradition because everybody did it. I think so too. It's a tradition to drink, like have a toast or whatever on top of the top Tropicana Garage. You know, get a little faded before you go into your uh, pregame your your graduation so i was fate. pretty faded i'm not gonna lie to you me and my oh, me yes. and my buddy ended up just drinking two bottles of champagne to ourselves so it was just like oh, i was I on a different level it was, level. Um, and it was it like was, eight in the morning
1: oh mine was at four but i got there late so i only had about 20 minutes to pound as many drinks as i could oh, and wow. oh it was it felt like a movie though it was really cool just being around people that are Accomplishing some the same thing you are, and we're yeah. all feeling the same
0: thing. Yeah, it's crazy because like you're literally walking down and you're saying, "Oh my God, you're graduating too!" Yeah, oh my God, you yeah. too. <laughs> but it, it was cool. It was so fun for me. Pardon me. Um, yeah, it. it I. It was probably one of the biggest days in my life because to me, it was I struggled just to finish school because I was working full time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just the stuff I had to go through just to finish school. Like it probably took me seven years to get a bachelor's.
1: It took me six.
0: Yeah. See. So, like it, I was like, it's very long overdue, and I got really emotional. Like I, I was like inside. Uh, it didn't hit me till I was standing there in like where where we're waiting to go walk, yes. and I look into the crowd and I see my family all like happy, and my mom started crying, and I'm like, <sighs> damn it, Aww. why'd you cry? But yeah, that that's how it was for me. So okay, so you graduated uh, from UNLV Hospitality. You did your wedding um career mm-hmm. um what was next what, what do you so do now or this like-
1: crazy thing happened i was happy at my job i was just i was there for two years i was like this is a job i'm gonna be at for probably another year or so until i can move up and be an actual wedding planner i had it all set out and i was still in at unlv at the time i was finishing my last year i come back from vacation from disneyland the happiest place on earth and I get pulled to the side from a director and they take me to this office and they tell me unfortunately your job has been terminated and this is your last day
0: holy shit me. out of nowhere Out of
1: I mean it was it was and wasn't out of nowhere they kind of had announced that they were doing mass layoffs and they oh. did two rounds and in the first round a lot of people got laid off and I wasn't one of them so I thought maybe I was safe but I was wrong i came back and they told me that my job was eliminated and it didn't exist anymore and i had to pack up my stuff and leave and just like that i had to say goodbye and i packed up my desk and i went home and i was like what just happened that was it was really crazy um that happened in may of 2019 so then i found a new job uh off the strip at a, a like convention planning company um in henderson right by where i lived and i thought this is it okay new maybe i'm not meant for weddings maybe i'm just meant for just general events here in vegas and i was working there for a few months and i absolutely hated it oh
0: man different environment in But such
1: different environment the management was horrible
0: yeah it's usually management that does it oh, sometimes
1: yes yes management there was really bad uh, to the point where i only lasted about three months and i started looking and i wanted to go back to aria i was like i have to go back to aria i've been there for years uh, they have to take me back so i looked and looked and i finally got a job in the convention sales department as an admin and i was like okay this is it this it was my first kind of i want to say big girl job because the pay was good i had to wear professional business attire i think i remember day. that
0: I, I ate with you in lunch one time and mm-hmm. you were like Dressed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was like, oh my God, this is a big deal. I, I have to wear professional attire. And they worked with me because I told them, I was like, I'm in my last semester of college. Like, please just work with me. Like this would be perfect. They said yes. I was like, okay, cool. I was finally starting to get the hang of it. I was like, okay, this is life after college. I'm gonna be here for a while. But I wasn't really happy. Like I didn't really like it as much as being at Gabardot or being at the wedding chapel. And then, next thing you know, 2020 comes right around the corner. Boom.
0: Hits all of us. Hit hit all of us. Yes,
1: all of us. And I was out of a job. I mean, we all were out of a job. And that's kind of when I just started thinking, I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, I just graduated. I mean, I do have this job. But do I even like this job? I mean, it pays the bills. And something that I've always told myself is, I don't want to have a job where I'm not happy like they always say once you love what you do you don't work a day in your life i always wanted that to be me and i always felt like that was never me because i never liked what i did even if i did i didn't feel like it fulfilled me to the point where i said oh this is what i want to do for the rest of my life so i just started to i was unemployed for most of the year until after probably like Five months of being on unemployment, I was like, okay, I got to do something with my life. Yeah. I can't just sit around and get paid every week for doing nothing. I mean, I know the whole world is doing it, but I feel so out of my element. I went right. from being a full-time student, full-time worker, to doing absolutely nothing all day. And it felt weird. I like, it like, felt
0: like, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, and you could agree with it or not, but did you feel like you didn't have, like, a purpose
1: yes i was like what am i living for i'm i'm not waking up every day and i get to at first the first two weeks were amazing i was like i get to wake up every day and do nothing if i want to but then after five months you're like why are you what are you doing like and it was hard because it's something that obviously i didn't choose it was just it happened it happened to all of us so i couldn't really sit there and complain because everybody else was going through it everybody was going through a hard time so but i wanted to do something i was like okay maybe i can start something maybe i can like have a little like side business make like arts and crafts or something i really did think about doing that and that's kind of where the ball started to roll to where i am today just a little small thought of let me just start selling something and then okay i'm like okay what can i sell and ever since i was younger everybody knows this but like i love sugar skulls that's my thing
0: well you have a tattoo right Yes and, and is that what like It comes from Because you yeah. your love for Sugar Skulls So
1: I, I People ask me all the time They're like What is it about Sugar Skulls That you love And I honestly say the same thing Which is I don't know One day I was just A little girl And I saw a Sugar Skull And I said I resonate with that I see myself in that I think it's beautiful I think it represents my culture I think that anybody That sees that Would think About me Just because that's what I would see I would see that And I'm like That's me right there And I just Started to collect them Little by little When I was little And then one day I said I'm gonna get a Sugar Skull tattoo One day And I did And ever since then It just kind of became Like my thing
0: I remember last time I spoke to you about tattoos Like you said that your dad Was gonna kill you
1: Oh he did Well he almost did Now he has a tattoo Isn't he tatted? Oh I know He almost murdered me For getting a tattoo And now At 49 years old This man got his first tattoo And got half a sleeve All in one session I was like
0: you probably yeah. opened his eyes a little bit. I did, bit.
1: which is really cool. Because, I th- like,
0: although he was probably hating, like, "Oh, my daughter got a tattoo," like, to he beat her ass, and then he's like, "It's kind of cool." Like, well, he, he would always <laughs> say,
1: "Like, I don't have any tattoos." So, what? Where did you get the idea that you could? And I was like, "Well, this is who I am." And he's like, "No, tattoos are bad. You can't donate." He blood. said that. He said that I couldn't donate blood, which is not true. You can still donate blood after
0: a, a while, though, right?
1: I think so. I don't know. The point is like he was just I feel like he was just making up excuses. He didn't want me to have any. And especially something so big and like That's such a cool whole, story.
0: Like he tells you no and then one day he just goes he's and he's like, gets,
1: Hey, look what I'm doing, and he FaceTimed me and I was like, Are you getting a tattoo? And he's like, Yeah. How
0: does like, your mom feel wow. about that? She, she doesn't really care.
1: She doesn't really care. She would never get when she's a little baby <laughs> about it. But so I've always had this love for sugar skulls and I always said I was like, Okay, if I'm gonna do something I'm going to do something for me. And I'm going to do something to brand myself. Like, who am I? I want, some, I want people to look at something and think, that's Daniela. So I was like, okay, I have to incorporate sugar skulls in some sort of way. And I was thinking and thinking. I was like, what do I do? Should I make, like, resin ashtrays or just something with a sugar skull? And one day I was getting my lashes done uh, with my lash artist, who I'd been going to for about three years. And I was telling her this. I was like, I, I want to start something. Like, I don't know. I feel like. I need a purpose right now. And she's like, why don't you do lashes? And we had already kind of talked about it before, but I was like, me, do lashes? I was like, no, like, I can't do that. And she's like, well, why not? I was like, well, because before, when you first asked me, I had a full-time job. I was in school. I was a college student. I was trying to have a social life. I just... I would have had to drop everything to start a business and I at that time it just wasn't right for me
0: it's kind of like far-fetched would you, yeah. would you, what you like say? I
1: felt like I would be risking a lot like I'd be risking my really good paying nine-to-five job mm-hmm. to start a business and that scared me so she said well what's stopping you right now what are you doing right now And I was like you know what you're right I was like I'm doing absolutely nothing right now I have nothing to lose I have no nothing telling me no you can't do this like i can and i will and i was like you know what i'm i think i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna start my own lash business and i think i'm gonna brand it with like sugar skulls and i'm gonna be unique because there's no other business in the city that has sugar skulls incorporated into the brand and people are gonna look at that and know that that's me right
0: yeah there. it's it's super good that that's i think it's like a really good marketing uh choice because that's the first thing that people like go for like band band-aids for example like you could get a bandage like to stop your bleeding but like your your first reaction is going to be to call it a band-aid cuz mm-hmm. that's the brand right so it's like i i get where you went by that mm-hmm. like every time somebody sees a sugar skull i want them to think about me so that's mm-hmm. a really good way to do it yeah. so you went to how do you call it like cosmetology school it
1: would be yeah i guess it's cosmetology school but esthetician yeah i'm an esthetician so i was an esthology student. And i know student. there's all there's all the this study of, S- of aesthetics. of aesthetics which is the study of skin okay so i took a course and just to see if i liked it because i knew if i wanted to start my business i would have to get a license right and getting a license meant going back to school which oh, man. did not sound fun after six years of college so I got certified just to kind of practice on a like a dummy to see if I was even good at it because I was like I'm not going to go for something if I don't feel like it's calling my name when I'm actually doing it so I practiced a little bit and I was like you know what I, I think I'm gonna do it I think I'm gonna go back to school and my parents reactions were like you're going to do what? (laughs) They're like, what? I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go for it because why not? We're in the middle of a pandemic. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to lose at this point, but I just have more things to gain more knowledge. So I signed up and I went to school again.
0: (laughs) Was it difficult?
1: Mm, Yes and no. Okay. So let
0: me, let me rephrase that. Was it as difficult as going to college uh, at a university and working full time?
1: No, it was not. Esthetician school was completely not what I thought it was going to be. It's more like hands-on? It's more hands-on. And I obviously did six years of college, so I was very structured on, like, take notes and take a test and do this and just, like, always have a notepad. And esthetician school was nothing like that. You do what's called theory for the first month, which is all the book work. You are in the same classroom. You learn about anatomy you learn about electrician you learn about um chemistry you learn about a lot of things that you really think that you would never need to know but they're important so i learned a lot of things about just the human body that honestly is really helpful to know because i feel like there's a lot of things that i learned that i was like wow i feel like everybody should know about this just like even the human body like anatomy it's crazy what you can learn about what muscles do to you and we had to learn that and then even like the electricity chapter i was like why do i need to electricity yeah i was like why do i need to learn about electricity i'm gonna do facials and lashes they're like well to do facials you need to use machines and to use a machine you need to know what a volt is what a watt is what a current is i was like what what did i sign up for (laughs) so it was it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be but it definitely wasn't as hard as unlv i'll say that it was a lot of leisure time for sure
0: how um Okay, so being that we are talking about like UNLV, comparing it or whatever, how for somebody that's probably listening that wants to get into that field of going to the to study est- esthetics 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 <laughs> um, and be an esthetician like uh, like you, um, how much would that be and and how do you start that?
1: So I went to Aveda, which is actually right by school on Eastern and Trop, and I actually toured a few schools before that and. It was around the same estimate. It's obviously not as expensive to go as going to UNLV, but the range that I would give it, it, it starts at around 12000 up to 15000 okay. Um, I didn't really see anything more than that, and that's just here in, like, the city of Las Vegas. Um, so that's about how much it is, and it's only a five-month program. You just have to complete 600 hours.
0: 600 hours. Mm-hmm. 10
1: mm. hours a day. 10 hours a day? 10-hour days, three days a week. It was... At first, it took some adjustment. I was there from 8.30 to 7 p.m. Wow. For three days of the week. And it was...
0: How how was it? Because it was mostly women there going to that, right? How was it being around all these women? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a lot of characters. It was
1: very um, interesting. There's a lot of personalities and a lot of... um, lot of opinions a lot of different mindsets and at first everybody's like all buddy buddy and like oh yeah we're gonna be great friends but you're with these girls for 10 hours a day you're you're with these girls for a total of 600 hours in five months that's a lot of time there's bound to something to happen yeah and things did happen a lot of drama happened a lot of fights happened. a lot of confrontation a lot of pettiness a lot of snarky comments and It was a lot. I think the personalities, like the students, were probably one of the hardest things that I had to confront being at school. And it's kind of crazy because I'm there to learn. You're there to just get your license. You're not there to make friends, but you're there for 10 hours. So, (laughs) I mean, you either like someone or you don't like someone. And then if you don't, you can feel it.
0: Damn. I can't even imagine that. But, okay, so being that we're on that, uh, how how would you say that networking, how is networking important to your um i would say uh side of the field
1: so a lot of the girls that i met there are you know we all exchanged ideas we were all are kind of our own support system because we all started th- at the same time um it was important at least to me to try to stay new like not be in the fights um that didn't happen though but I really wanted to try and just be on good terms with everyone for the sake of, just like you said, networking. Because I'm like, what? You never know. Like, they told us at school, you might, you're potentially sitting right next to your next business partner, your next client, you know, all those things. And it's true. I met a lot of great people that um, I did consider opening up like a studio with. So it was really cool to meet them. But, it was hard um but i think at the end of the day all of us really do want the best for our businesses we're all there for the same exact reason we all want to be our own business owners and um you know I, I saw a lot of girls form a lot of great bonds and that's i mean good. i formed my bonds too so that
0: okay that's awesome so being that uh, earlier i asked you and you answered that most of the people that you met in uh you, in the university are kind of your clients mm-hmm, they so are. with that being said like how do you get new clients or how how do you market yourself to get new clients or how can people reach out to you to book you
1: so that that's actually one of the hardest things about opening up your own business especially as a lash artist because there are a million lash artists here in las vegas and they will they told they tell you that in school they'll say this city is saturated with people that are doing the same exact thing that you're doing so it was hard but what i learned is just that's why I feel like my brand, my branding was important to me because I was like, okay, what's going to set me aside from this lash artist? Because it's true. Like, why should they go to me when they could go to her? And I thought, okay, well, what's different about me is my brand. Like my brand is so unique. And so when I started my Instagram, I was really promoting like the sugar skulls. And, um, I was trying to stick with a theme that way people, when people think about me, they think about my profile. And honestly, word of mouth. Word, of, word mouth of mouth is the best way to market so your business.
0: So just do really good on the client and they'll mm-hmm. s- tell somebody else.
1: Yeah, so you start off by just, you know, doing your friends and then your friends will tell their friends. And that's honestly how I get new clientele. I majority of my clientele is referrals, which is amazing because that means that my people are really pleased with my work and that they're even, like, talking about it to other people. And that's how I get more clientele. Um, That's kind of how it started in the beginning. Just I had to just keep posting and posting and just keep praying that like my profile would get out there or word of mouth. And then things did change along the way. Now um, that I did graduate school, Um, I am at a boutique. So being at a actual studio has definitely helped my clientele. And that's how I'm getting all these new clients actually.
0: Uh, Well, that's great to hear, but like, okay, this question, I feel like it's going to be a really good topic to talk about because there's people that hate talking to people. So being that like if you get a referral in and you don't know them, is it awkward to like work with them for the first time or oh, like no. do you like small talk or like I, or are you really good at it?
1: You know, when I first told one of my close friends that I was gonna do uh, lashes, she said, "Oh, that's the perfect job for you because you love lashes and you love talking." <laughs> <laughs> <And> it's true, <laughs> I. I feel fortunate enough that I I like small talk. I'm not really shy and I feel like I try to make my clients feel as comfortable as possible and the way you can do that is just by being personable with them. So if I have a new client and I don't know absolutely anything about them, whether they are they look 18 or I have a 40-year-old client, I will treat them the same. They'll sit in my chair and I'll just ask them I'll be like, oh, so how did you hear about me? How, how long have you lived in Vegas? And I love small talk. I feel like that's a good way to kind of... Get the client to make them feel comfortable. Like, okay, I trust this person, and that's very important to me. So small talk, it's easy. I got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I feel like you're doing really well on this uh, podcast right now because, like, <gasps> you're like super loose, and you just like your your conversational tone is just like really good. Um, okay. So one thing I did want to ask you is like, okay, so how close do you end up being with that person that you're actually that's your client? Oh
1: my god, I feel like all of my clients are like my best friends okay and that's how it happened with my lash artist she as the years went on at first she was just my lash artist and then it felt like she was my therapist because i would tell her everything i would see her every two weeks
0: it's funny you say that it's funny you say that because um whenever somebody has like a secret to tell me i'm like just know that i'm gonna tell two other people and and then they're (laughs) like they're like who i'm like well my girl i have to tell my girlfriend yes. everything right and they're like all right who's the other person i'm like my barber like <laughs> 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 so i'm like bro like he dude like when you say yes. he's like your therapist dude like i go to my barber and i'm just like shooting the shit telling him what's going on in my life and he's just sitting there and like sometimes he doesn't even have to say anything i'm like bro just listen just just I listen think- to me <laughs> I just feel
1: like when you see someone so often, you're like, how can I not tell you what's going on in my right, life? Right, yeah. Like, at that point. Especially I'm like, when they're
0: I'm, making you look good, so.
1: I know. I'm like, I'm here to make you look good and make you feel good on the inside, too.
0: Right, so. yeah. So, that's how I feel like people that, like, work in that industry, like, they're kind of like therapists in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, one thing about being at the barbershop, I mean, I'm not going to talk about what we talk about in the barbershop, because <laughs> that's rule number one. <laughs> rule number and. number uh, but yeah like I, we go there like usually like if we're not talking with everybody there like i'm talking to my barber and i'm telling him what's up what's up in my life and he and he has experience too so he'll tell me like oh i had a client that came in and he told me the same thing and this is how he handled it or this is how i handled it and we're just you know talking you know talking like men and uh every now and then like we're just talking shit to everybody like <laughs> in the barber shop you know what i mean so that's why like it's such a good not a good it's it's kind of like such a sacred place that's why mm. you're not like another rule is like don't take your girlfriend to the barbershop because then yeah. we can't talk about everything but <laughs> I did break the rule once and I brought my girlfriend in and then everybody was just like asking her questions and I'm like alright I guess it was a good topic to, like, to talk about like like bringing my girl in so they didn't really trip about that but that is one of the rules you're not supposed to bring your girlfriend to the barbershop
1: yeah I mean I would be a little upset if my girl brought her boyfriend to her last session no more like, what are we going to talk about now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Yeah, no cheese there
0: Uh, so, okay. So small talk, you're good at. Um, okay. This is a good question for me, especially. Um, do you, okay. So are you just like focused on lashes or do you skincare?
1: So, at the moment, I when I first started school, I was like, I'm only going to do lashes. That's all I'm here for. But they teach you so many things at school. They teach us facials. They teach us waxing, tweezing, brow tinting. And at first, I was like, I don't need to learn all this. I'm just here to get my license. Like, this is dumb.
0: <laughs> I'm here so I won't get fined.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after obviously a few months of doing facials all the time you learn to like it and I did start to develop a interest in facials and I want to offer them I'm just trying but I'm trying to hold back on that I want to really focus on lashing and grow my clientele so that way when my clientele is big enough when I introduce something else i have a client an enough clientele to be like hey i think you should try this and Mm -hmm. i do have quite a few girls that ask me when are you going to do facials And i'm just like give me some time let me just do you want to you want to do
0: a good job at it you don't want to just like half-ass it no kind of like a pro at it i want to
1: for i want to master what i'm doing right now before i even try to master something else because i just feel like juggling two things at once when you're on top of being a small business owner and and you're new to this and you're on your own it's a lot so props to all the girls that are doing multiple things at once um and facial equipment can be expensive so that's another thing that i'm kind of holding back on i'm like okay if i want to do facials i gotta save up for some equipment so let me just hustle with the lashing to you know save up some cash so then i can buy the fancy machines to offer facials okay
0: cool so with that being said if somebody like a man as myself um wants to get work done on like our faces um what do you recommend like where like should men come to estheticians for skin care help
1: oh absolutely i feel like gender does not matter i had gay facials to men at school oh, a awesome. lot of men would go and get facials done and honestly skin is skin like mm. people want to look good and i feel like whether you're a woman or a man like you should definitely experience a facial at least once in your life because i I being at school i learned so many things about things that you know a regular human being is doing wrong every day because they're simply not educated and i was like wow like i feel like everyone needs to get a facial
0: yeah i mean that's one thing i i mean they're i just need to do it i need to start like getting to you know a habit of you know i get a haircut every so often Mm -hmm. i just need to get a facial every so often exactly even
1: if it's like three every three weeks
0: right so i'm i'm thinking about that but like it's kind of like dipping your toe into the pool of like before i used to not believe in getting petties because you know that's i'm a man i'm not supposed to get a petty right so but then i started getting petties and i'm like yo like
1: life-changing like
0: <laughs> life one one like it feels so fucking good when they start rubbing that like sugar stuff oh, on you yes. and it, and i'm just like on the mis- upstairs just have you ever
1: had the cheese grater done on you yes i that had to but tickles. <laughs> it tickles so much in the
0: bottom of your foot and stuff oh my but god when
1: you see all the dead skin come yeah. off you're like oh my god yeah that was so, there so
0: just imagine me being like a man and not having a petty like for years so the first time I did it, I'm like, yo, this is really bad. My feet are really bad. And I could tell the people were just talking shit in their <laughs> language and, or whatever. But the more I went, like, I would take my girl. Every time I went, well, obviously, obviously, every time I took my girl, you like, I went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got my petties. So one thing that you would tell the guys listening or, or, or watching, like, do you recommend them to get petties?
1: Men, go get a petty right now. You know you need one. Even if you think you don't, you need one. Like, there is no shame in getting those toenails clipped. Yeah, because feet are not pretty, but you can make them look pretty. Yeah, exactly. And women look at that. I promise you women look at men's feet. So when a man gets a petty respect.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't be wearing your shoes in the pool. Eventually you're going to have to take them off. Right. So (laughs) we got to take care of our our toes and stuff. But it's funny, man. Like I take my girl to the the nail salon Mm -hmm. and uh, like. The ladies there, they don't even ask me what color to put on my girl because I choose the color. They're like, what flavor you want? Oh, <laughs> I like Because I, like, I like toes. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh you know, I take my girl to get petties. I get petties as well. Um I like French tips. French tip it just I look love so I yeah, I feel like it look look looks so, so classy.
1: Good very classy
0: so if guys if you don't what the fuck that is is when like the tip of the of the of the toe or 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 even nails nails Nails. is just like white it could be something else too right
1: yeah you can do something else it's just a class it's typical for white white
0: okay yeah so there there we go um so this is one of the questions i actually got from one of my uh subscribers um being that we did talk about barbers and we talked about lash ladies what would you do if you had a man and he cheated on you with your lash lady
1: oh my god i don't even that would be weird because my lash lady knows all of my secrets and damn she knows she's, all a, she's the a snake huh yeah so that would mean she was betraying me because i tell her everything about him so the fact that she still would do it after all the shit i told her that's not a friend right that's there. a snake that's a snake i don't think i could ever go to her again
0: vice versa they asked me the same thing like What would you do if your girl cheated on you with your barber? And I'm like, bro, I would kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, like, dude, why would you like? The thought just give me the chills. I'm like, bro, like, like, women would do that though. Yeah. And what's even worse, like, the I put more blame on the barber if they do that. Yeah. See. Because they know everything about you. They're your homie. Like you're over here cutting your hair and shit. That's what I'm saying. And then they ruin it over some.
1: I'm like you. you You. you were supposed to be on my team. Right. Like you were on my team. Why, wh- what is he doing? <laughs> uh,
0: see? All right. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about your business or maybe uh, uh, anything that you want to know about yourself?
1: I just really want to push to, like, really advocate to people that it's never too late to do oh, what you want a- to do. Because I'm a first-generation student, so college was pressured on me. Right. It was never a question whether I wanted to go or not. It was I was going to go. So, ever since i was younger i always wanted i knew i liked the beauty industry and i used to be into nails and i used to be into makeup but i never thought i could make a career out of that i thought no i have to go to college and study business or marketing or some boring degree and i ended up choosing hospitality because i thought it sounded the most fun but in reality even when i was in school when i was working at the chapel or just in any of my jobs i hated it i was like this is not fun i don't like this I'm just doing this because it's within my degree, and my degree is because of my parents. I obviously did want to get a degree, but
0: just to feel accomplished. Yeah, right? to
1: feel accomplished and to give them something that I know that they really wanted. But I wasn't, I didn't feel fulfilled. And when I wanted, when I thought about starting my own lash business, I was like, I can't do that. I can't just start over. Like, I have to have. a a degree and you know have a nine to five because that's what people make it seem like you have to do in life you have to have a nine to five and have weekends off and it's very structured and that's how I lived most of my life a very structured life I worked the same days I was off the same days and I didn't like that I was like this isn't me I want a job where I can have pink hair if I want to have pink hair or I can have my nose pierced which actually was a really big deal to me I just got my nose pierced probably a year ago and I've been wanting it pierced for years but I could never do it because I had a really boring job at the Aria so I just want to tell the people that are listening to really just follow your dreams it's never too late even because I felt like it was too late I was like I can't start over I just finished college I'm supposed to be working this nine to five like my mom told me I should be but Now that I have my own business And I make my own hours I feel so much happier It is a struggle in the beginning Obviously everyone struggles to get clientele And make money and it is a risk You are risking a lot But it's worth it at the end And if it's what's going to make you happy Then go for it I don't see why not Like, Go get that degree, go chase your dreams Because at the end of the day It's your life So,
0: Wow, that was probably the best way to end it And with that (laughs) um We ha- thank you for joining us at the Raleigh Knows podcast today. We had Daniela, aka the CEO of Sugar School, Sugar Lash, Sugar Lash, Lash Boutique. Boutique, and I'll put all the info on the on the comment section below. um What, what else do you want to say?
1: Thanks for having me on and congratulations because you're also doing what I'm doing, which is like doing something that you absolutely love. Yeah, I'm proud of you for so that. I appreciate Look you so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you guys in the comment section you <sighs>